0: Today I'd like to deliver a special shiur, a little bit out of the regular order of shiurim that we were doing on the mitzvot of Shabbos, to specifically speak about the intersection of those mitzvot, whether they be on Friday night or as we shall get to on Motzei Shabbos, candles and Havdalah, respectively, how the mitzvot of Shabbos intersect with Shabbos Chanukah and the mitzvah of, Neiro, of Hadlakas Nerot Chanukah which we will all be celebrating this coming Shabbos. There's actually a number of interesting halachic discussions, both on the front end, lighting candles Friday afternoon, as well as on the back end, lighting candles on Moshe Shabbos. And I think this is a good opportunity to review those halachos, uh, and uh, they sort of, I think, fit the broader goals and aims of this series, even though it's not exactly what we would otherwise be up to. The first issue to mention in this context is the relationship between mincha on Friday afternoon and lighting candles. Um, a number of poskim, such as the Chai Odam, the Kitur Shulchan Aruch, and eventually the Mishnaburah and Simintafresh Ayin Tes, tell us that it's preferable to daven mincha before lighting Chanukah candles. But there are two reasons that are quoted in various poskim for this preference. The Birke Yosef, quoted here in the Shari Tshuva. Says that this is because since Mincha is based on the carbon Tamid ben Harbaim, the afternoon carbon Tamid, and in the base Amigdash, that carbon was always brought before the lighting of the menorah, and therefore we should continue to follow that pattern and have Mincha, which follows the carbon, before lighting, which of course is patterned after the menorah. A second reason is offered by the Prima Garem, quoted by the mishnah Brewer and the Sharatzion, and you'll find a similar idea in the Ben Yishchai. That Davidi Mincha after lighting candles seems to be contradictory. It's a de Satri, since Mincha is for Friday and the candles are primarily for the evening for Shabbos. This uh, machlokas perhaps is the basis of a <coughs> further not machlokas. The, these two reasons I should say are perhaps the basis of an interesting contemporary machlokas, uh, which you'll find I didn't see so much in so much in earlier postgame, but it is prolific in some of the contemporary svarim. And that is, what if you live in a place where there is no early mincha minyan, or you simply couldn't get to the early mincha minyan? Many shuls, based on what we began with, have the practice of offering an early mincha minyan on Friday of Shabbos, Hanukkah. But what if you couldn't make that minyan, or you simply live in a place where there isn't one? What would be preferable? To daven mincha and then light? Or, so that you can maintain this hitter, so to speak, of mincha before candles? Or should you light and then go to Davin Mincha in shul subsequently like you would uh, right before Kabbalah Shabbos every other Friday night? So Rav uh, Mordechai Eliyahu and Rav Shaul Yisraeli, Shmuel Kamenetsky, among others in contemporary and uh, recent poskim, all argue that actually this is such an important point that Mincha B'Yechidus uh, would be preferable, even though we usually of course prefer davening with a minyan, but they argue that it's so important to daven mincha before candlelighting that it's even better to forego davening with a minion. Alternatively, uh, Revavadri Yosef, both quoted in the Yalkut Yosef, as well as in the Yechavadas, uh, and some others, argue that no, it's always preferable to say mincha with a minion, and if that means lighting before mincha, then so be it. It's not the, not the end of the world. In terms of some of the earlier postkim, as I say, even though this is most prolifically found in some of the more contemporary works, but you can find hints of this in some earlier postkim. Uh, the Kafa Chaim uh, has a discussion of this, where among others he quotes the Shalah who seem to be adamant that Tefillah is important and primary, El Yerabat as well. On the other hand, in the Sefer Mekor Chaim of the Baal Chavos Yoyer, of Yarabachrach, uh, there he seems to say, no, the opposite, Beferish that you should daven at home, uh, even be echidus, and then light. I say that this interesting Machlokas may go back to the two reasons that we started with, because those who seem to be adamant that it's important to daven Mincha before lighting, and it's not just a, a mere Hidur, uh, seem to be working with that second reason that we saw, the idea of Tarte desatrei that seems to be a stronger reason, or a reason that might even apply, you know, almost B'di Yeved. Again, I don't think anyone says B'di Yeved, but even to push off something like Tfilah B'tzibor, that the idea that it would be just so contradictory to light, which is something that's connected to the next evening, in our case to Shabbos, and then to Davin Mincha, which goes back to the previous day, in our case to Friday, that just seems to be too contradictory, too confusing. So that reason is the one that seems to be predominantly quoted by those who say to daven mincha in all circumstances beforehand, even if it means forgoing a minyan. Perhaps just we could suggest that if you see the other reason of patterned after the karbantamid in the menorah, if you see that as the reason for the minhag of the hidur, so maybe that's merely a nice idea in the hidur, but wouldn't be enough to actually push off the general imperative of davening with a minyan. So that's the, the first question. Uh, a second issue which comes up, which is familiar to us all, we should just review very briefly, is that when you have this convergence of Shabbos and Hanukkah, that impacts how much oil one should have or how long the candles are, how big the candles are. Shachanach tells us in Tafresh Ayin Bet that we, we, since we light much earlier on Friday, because we have to light obviously before uh, even Shkia, we have to make sure that the candles remain lit for at least the usual half hour, but in this case the half hour is after Tsech um Mishnah Brura explains this quite explicitly. As well, uh and therefore, you know, depending on where you live, and um, depending on how long a break there is between uh, shkia and tsayachohavim, you know, you certainly may be lighting in some places up to an hour and a half uh, or other lengths of time, you just have to simply do the math, you know, how soon or how, how how much before shkia are you lighting? How long is Ben Hashmashos? And then how long is there you get to the Tzaisal Chachavim? And then you need to add the 30 minutes. So, um, you know, Mishnaburah here in the Bir approximates, at least where he lived, that it must be even up to an hour and 45 minutes. Again, each community should follow their Rabbanim or figure out, you know, the math for themselves. But the principle uh, is that obviously on Friday night the candles are going to have to last much longer than they would if one was simply lighting at the more typical time. Nevertheless, as we know, Shocherach Paskins and Simintov A'in Hay, a famous machlokes, uh, but we paskin Hadloka osa mitzvah that you are fulfill the mitzvah right away when you light the candles, assuming that the candles have enough fuel, wax or oil, they could have remained lit for the typical half hour, and assuming that they're placed in a location in which there isn't any expected winds that would otherwise blow out the candles, but that, but for all of purposes, we have every reason, reasonable reason, to expect the candles to remain lit for half an hour. If they go out before the minimal half an hour, halak osa mitzvah because you lit them in the right way. B'di'evit, that's enough. You're not chayev to relight them. All of this would be true on Friday night as well, assuming that you had enough oil and or wax to last that hour plus hour and a half, uh, whatever. Um, if uh, the candles do get extinguished before uh, you've made Shabbos. Uh, then it certainly would be the right thing to do uh, to relight them. And even if you've accepted Shabbos, if there's uh, someone else, uh, perhaps even a Jew, but certainly a non-Jew, who has not yet accepted Shabbos, or in the case of the non-Jew, obviously that's not a relevant issue, because this is for Dvar Mitzvah, uh, you could ask someone to uh, to relight your candles. But again, Ikar Hadin, because of Hadlaka Ose Mitzvah, you'd be out to say otherwise. The next issue, which is really quite a big debate, an interesting discussion, is how the order, what the order should be in the home. Uh, obviously, we have the Hanukkah candles, which are unique to this Friday night, but then we have the Shabbos candles that are lit uh, every Friday night. So what order should those take place in? So the Shacharach tells us in Seven Tav, Reish, Ayin, Tes, Sif, Aleph, we should light the Hanukkah candles first, and then, and only then, afterwards, the Shabbos candles. The Mishnah Brewer explains, based on the Taz, that here we are assuming that the same person, and he's, as, as you, I think it was, we'll see in a moment, it's clear that he's talking about a man, assuming that a man lit the Shabbos candles, will be lighting the Shabbos candles, and he's the same person who's lighting the Hanukkah candles. So the reason for the Shacharach is because we are choshesh, we are concerned for a view that when a man lights Shabbos candles, just like a woman, he automatically accepts Shabbos, and therefore, if he were to light Shabbos candles first, then it would become Shabbos for him and it would be usher for him to light Hanukkah candles. Therefore, says the Shulchan Aruch, in a typical case, where a man is doing both, he should first light Hanukkah candles and then uh, only then, light his Shabbos candles. Now, two caveats uh, are need to be mentioned, and these are already in the Mishnah Brurah. Number one is if the man lights Shabbos candles without Kavana to accept Shabbos, then even if he lit first, he's not. Accepting Shabbos, even L'chumrah, in any Hidur or any kind of way, and for sure he could still light Hanukkah candles. Furthermore, all of this is based on a, a whole big Chumrah of the Shechon Aruch to be worried about what's really a minority view, then men are assumed to automatically accept Shabbos when they light candles. But according to the majority view, Robopost scheme, I think, uh, there really is no need to worry about this if you're talking about a man doing the same, the same man lighting both Hanukkah and Shabbos candles, since we generally assume that a man uh, is not accepting Shabbos when he lights Shabbos candles, and therefore there wouldn't necessarily uh, be a problem. If the Mishnah if the custom of the home is for the woman to light Hanukkah candles as well, then she definitely must do so before lighting Shabbos candles. In other words, uh, a word of, so to speak, uh, background. Um, we all know that Mikar Hadin, one candle, would be enough to be motzi an entire family. However, because of Mahadrin, there's an idea of everyone lighting their own candle, all the members of the house. Within that uh, practice of Mahadran, there is a subsequent uh, machlokas, or divergence of customs, where the married women light. There are many uh, families uh, which follow the practice that even though in Mahadran everyone lights, quote unquote, everyone does not include a married woman. A married woman and her husband are yotze together in the spirit of Ishto kugufo. There are others. I believe this was not only the Soloveitchik family custom, but also the Lichtenstein family custom because of Rav Soloveitchik and his family, where they feel that if you want to try to fulfill Mahadrin, which we all do, so then there's no reason for a married woman not to light her own uh, candles as well. So in a situation in which a woman who would be lighting Shabbos candles is also lighting her own Hanukkah candles, Again, in many families that does not happen, because many families have the custom for the married woman not to light her own Hanukkah candles. But in a family where that would be the case, then everything we said from the Shulchan Aruch would not just be a chumrah, or a chashash for shitas that say that, but rather it would be actually mikar hadin, um, because obviously the stomach is that a woman who lights Shabbos candles, we do assume she's accepting Shabbos, and therefore, unless she was making a t'nai and very consciously not accepting Shabbos, which is not only something she'd have to remember to do, but it's debatable and controversial if she should even do it, so certainly, certainly would be the right thing to do for a married woman or any other woman who would be lighting candles and accepting Shabbos. She certainly should light Hanukkah candles before she would light the Shabbos candles. So what the Shulchan describes as kind of a best practice or a chumrah, assuming that it's a man doing both, uh, number one is we should note that that's only a chumrah and probably not really required. Number two is if you're talking about a woman, especially a married woman who is lighting both, then it's actually not just best practices or recommended, but in fact mikar hadin. One final point, which is very very interesting and very important to note, is that even though we just got through saying that the Shulchan Aruch's stress of lighting Hanukkah candles first when it comes to a man, is really only a kind of a Hidr or a Chumrah, because maybe there are some shitas that say that a man is accepting Shabbos when he lights Shabbos candles, but really, Meikar Din, we're not really choshesh for that, and therefore, in theory, there's no reason it has to be that way, and in theory, you could have the, the candles first. So, all of that notwithstanding, Mishnah uh, Kaf Kafachaim and others point out, in a... I don't know if I'll say typical, but I think certainly very, very common scenario in which you have only the married man lighting Hanukkah candles, his wife is Yosei through him, but only the married woman lighting Shabbos candles, which is, of course, the prevalent Minog Yisrael for married women and not the husbands to light Shabbos candles. So in such a case, so really, Me'ikar Hadin, maybe you could argue that there would be no problem with the woman lighting her Shabbos candles before the man lights the Hanukkah candles, that there's no stira and there's no contradiction whatsoever. Nevertheless, Mishneh Bura, Kafa and others suggest that it's still a hitter. It would still be better if the, uh, if you light the, uh, Hanukkah candles first. And there are different reasons that are given for why this should be. Uh, some argue, this is a well-known idea in the name of the Binyan Shlomo or Shlomo Kayan Vilna. Uh, others quote this as well that perhaps one way to view the married man lighting on, beh- on behalf of his wife is a form of shlichos. If that's the case, then perhaps it's not so nice if a woman is lit already Shabbos candles and it's for her Shabbos that a hu- her husband on her behalf as a shliach is lighting Chanukah candles for her if she's already accepted uh, Shabbos. Now, again, even that is not really Mekar din because even once you've accepted Shabbos, it's, we generally assume that a husband is not obligated to accept Shabbos automatically because his wife is has already. And number two is, even and, and once you've accepted Shabbos, if there are other people who have not, even other Jews, especially for a Dvar Mitzvah, which obviously Chanukah candles is, so it's not necessarily the end of the world to ask somebody to light someone to light candles. So even if a woman really, really said to her husband, now, you be my shliach, you light Hanukkah candles after I've lit Shabbos candles, probably that's fine anyway. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the is it's, it's still best and still nicer for the woman to wait to light her Shabbos candles until after the Hanukkah candles have been lit. And the Binyan Shlomo says it has to do with this shlichos idea. The Red Vaz, I saw quoted in some of the contemporary postgim, also thinks it's better to have the Hanukkah candles lit first, even though it's we have a split in who's lighting and there's no direct contradiction. Because of the certain Chavivos of Persumai Nisa, we want to rush to that, not to delay the Persumai Nisa. Other poskim, such as the Ben Yishhai and the Birke Yosef, uh, quote, reasons I'll pick reasons from the Arizal, that Hanukkah uh, should come first. And therefore, I think it is the prevalent minhag, and definitely l'chalchila, that even if it's not truly required in Haddin, hadin, uh, but what should be done, and what I think is most commonly done, is for the entire family to light Hanukkah candles together, whether or not the wife lights or not, that's subject to personal minhag, and only then and afterwards should the wife light Shabbos candles. Nevertheless, given that that is only a little bit of a chumrah or a lachachila, in a case where you see that the um, that there's not going to be enough time that you're running late, and if the woman waits till all the candles are lit, this is especially true if Hanukkah begins at the beginning of the week and then Shabbos is the seventh or eighth day, so it could take a long time for everyone to light. If she sees that it's gonna, if she waits, she might run into her own Chil Shabbos problem. So obviously, obviously. That's far more important, and then she should not wait, and certainly once even one candle has been lit by her husband, she should certainly make sure to light her Shabbos candles, Uh, and even if she has to light before her husband even starts, uh, obviously her making sure to get Shabbos candles in and to avoid even the slightest whiff of Shabbos, all of that is preferable to this hidur or Lechadchilah of everyone having Hanukkah candles lit before engaging in Shabbos candles. That has to do with the issue of timing and precedence. Um, there is a famous uh, Sugya in the Gemara, a famous din quoted in Shochan Arach, uh, that, uh, a famous halacha from uh, Rambam, that um, in a case of extreme poverty, where one only has enough money for Hanukkah or Shabbos candles, so we poskin that Shabbos candles should come first, because one of the reasons that it's given for Shabbos candles is shalom bias. However, um, again, Baruch Hashem, this is incredibly, incredibly rare. I, I can't imagine even Nebuch, we have poor people nowadays, but no one on that level. Nevertheless, uh, it is just worth noting because it's interesting and it fleshes out some more broader, important ideas that the Mishneh um and the Sharitzim point out that since nowadays there's plenty of other light in the house um, aside from your narrow Shabbos. So, in fact, the primary kium of our Shabbos candles every week is probably not Shalom Bayah so much anymore, but more uh, Kovod. And in that case, uh, if you had this extreme tragic situation of extreme poverty, we actually should have a different sock, and we probably would prefer uh, Hanukkah candles. Uh, at minimum, what they suggest is that you should, if you have money, in, and if you have money for two candles, or more even, but not exactly the same amount. You should light one for Shabbos candles because the minimum for Shabbos candles would be one. But then use all your other candles for um for Hanukkah, even though maybe you have a minimum of lighting two or maybe multiple Shabbos candles. But the you could say, well isn't that a hidder? And lighting extra candles is only Mahadram and a but Ikar Hadin I, I what if I only light one Hanukkah candle and then I should be marred by my Shabbos candles. So here they point out that uh, even though there is a, uh, a Hidur and a Min in certain Minhagim of adding candles, uh, but none of that is mentioned in the Gemara, as opposed to the Hidur of adding candles on Hanukkah, the Mahajim and the Beis Hillel, of being mostly faholich, adding a candle every day. So that is in the Gemara, and that much, that is much more authoritative than the Minhag of lighting multiple Shabbos candles. Okay, uh, let us turn our attention to Motse Shabbos. Um, this is a similar question of precedence, just like we saw there was a question of what should be first Shabbos candles or Hanukkah candles. So on mostly Shabbos, there is a question of when to light um, Hanukkah candles, but also uh, what should be first, Havdalah or Shabbos candles. So first of all, to mention, uh, Ramosha Feinstein and others point out, uh, Moshe's in Siman Yigros Moshe, that on the one hand, we should try to have our Hanukkah candles as close to Motzei Shabbos, the end of Shabbos as possible, we shouldn't delay. On the other hand, says Ramosha, you don't have to end Shabbos earlier than you would otherwise. There are posts who disagree with this, but this is our Moshe's view, that whatever your usual amount of time for ending Shabbos, and many people are machmir for all sorts of durations, of when to end Shabbos, 72 minutes, and other uh, famous calculations, so Moshe assumes, that even if you assume that that's not really truly required, but that's what you do every Shabbos. You don't have to end Shabbos earlier on Moshe Shabbos, Chanukah. You can wait and then eventually get to your Chanukah candles whenever you end Shabbos. But now to the interesting question, which is a big debate in Shulchan Aruch and in Poskim, which is what should be done first, Havdalah or... Or Neros Hanukkah. so what's interesting and therefore and also confusing is the Shulchan Aruch in his presentation of this in Simon um, <clears throat> Talk of Pe'alef, uh, So here the Shulchan Aruch mentions that when you're in shul, you should first light the Hanukkah candles and then only and only then say Havdalah. Now obviously the Shulchan Aruch is specifically talking about a time and place where the minog is to say, Havdallah in shul. That is true, I don't know, but everywhere, but in many, many shuls in Chotlaretz, but it is pretty much unheard of in Eretz Yisrael. So we'll have to figure out how to translate this. But the reality is that, the, as far as I'm aware, the only time the Shulchan Arach discusses the issue of Havdallah versus Hanukkah, he is specifically and explicitly talking about the context of shul. And there, Shulchan Arach rules, first light Hanukkah candles, and only then say Havdallah. Prima Godem, here in Eshel Avram. Os Aleph explains that the reasoning for this ruling is because by so doing, you're delaying the conclusion of Shabbos, extending the day of Shabbos. Now, the Prabhupada points out that it's a little bit, uh, you know, Clever by half, in a sense, because you're not really extending Shabbos. <laughs> by definition, you're lighting candles, something that would otherwise be usur on Shabbos. So, by not saying Havdalah, but just saying, by doing the Hanukkah candles, are you really extending Shabbos? Are you really delaying the end of Shabbos? Uh, pretty much by definition not. Nevertheless, prima suggests that what the Shulchan Aruch is getting at is that by delaying havdalah uh, you are showing that Shabbos is not a burden. When you rush to Havdallah. so that's implies that you're looking to get out of Shabbos as quickly as possible, that it's a burden. But delaying Havdallah, you're avoid, you know, even though technically you've already ended Shabbos so facto by lighting Hanukkah candles, still it shows that you don't think it's a burden. Mishabur here in Sifcut and Bay says something similar, not as explicit, but pretty much similar. Plus, what Mishabur adds, perhaps another reason for the Shacharach is that Hanukkah candles should be given precedence because of persume Nisa, something that we also saw on the question of uh, lighting on Erev Shabbos. So all of that is what the Machaber says. In the context of Shul, he says, Chanukah candles comes for Havdalah. Then the Ramah says, and Kol Shekain. when you get home, you should for sure do your Chanukah candles first, anyway, since you already heard Havdalah in Shul. So the Bura here in Sivkat and Gimel points out that this this Kol Shekain that the Ramah uh, says, is very, very difficult to understand. What does it matter that you already heard Dal and Shul? You're not Yotzi about the Havdallah and Shul, so why should that matter? It's a very difficult question, although many post do discuss this, and there are various defenses that are offered for the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch, but uh, the assumption being that the Shulchan Aruch would agree with the Ramah, uh, if he says it about Shul, he would certainly say it about home, and that's what the Ramah was saying. Uh, so basically, it seems like you have uh, the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah both saying um, that at home and in shul, Chanukah candles should come first. The Maggad Avram uh, rules like this. However, the Taz here in Sivkan Aalef has a very lengthy hasaga where he pretty much disagrees with both. And he thinks that for sure Havdallah should always come before Chanukah candles because Havdallah is Tadir. It's more frequent. The tadir v'shenu Tadir, famous rule, Tadir Kodem. Therefore, the Taz argues on the whole thing. So even though you have the Shochan Aruch and the Ramah on one side, but it becomes a machlogah between the Magan Avram and the Taz, how to paskin. And despite the, uh, you know, the, the significance of having the Shochan Aruch and the Ramah on one side, uh, the Taz, has many posts, can agree with him as well. The Archa Shulchan and Berke Yosef and Ben Yishchai all, all rule that Havdallah should come first because of the rule of Tadir. If you take a look in the Bir Halacha, uh, he summarizes a big, big machlokas, you know, battle royal of of achronim on both sides of the issue. Uh, and in Bir HaLacha, as well as in the Mishnah Gruus of Katan and Gimel, he summarizes and says, listen, if you live in a community where you make Abdullah and Shul, which I guess was the, probably what they did in Raden as well, so he says, Lamaisa, the minog, is midkanbaz uh, danan for as long as anyone knows, based on the psaqa of the Machaber. The minog and shul has always been to say, um, Hanukkah, uh, you know, light Hanukkah candles first, and the minok should stay that way. But, adds the uh, Bira Lacha, and Mishnah Bruah says this as well, when it comes to what you do at home, you could go with either one, there are good shittas on both sides, Ovid Kemar Ovid, Ovid Kemar Ovid, it doesn't really uh, matter. It is worth noting that there may be, this is beyond the scope of our shir, but uh, it is worth noting that there, are other, there may be other more alamdisha arguments why in shul in particular, maybe Hanukkah candles should be first, if I remember correctly, Rav Schechter in Nefesharav quotes something like that from Ursula Veitchik about the halos of a and things like that which might be broken up once you've said havdalah. It's a very intriguing idea. Uh, but the simplest understanding is that's, at least the way the Birelochah presents it, is that's simply become the minog in shul. But at home there really is no direct minog, at least according to the Birelochah. You could do whatever you want. Uh, Aruch HaShulchan uh, still seems to say that the prevalent minog is to do havdalah first at home. Um, and I also saw in a recent Sefer called Kovetz Halachos, uh, which is based on of Avr Shmuel Kamenetsky, uh, they point out that if you read the Ramah, uh, even though the Ramah is the one Davka talking about home, but the Ramah is Meduyak, uh, that you heard Havdalah in Shul, and that's at least notwithstanding the Taz's objection, uh, but that seems to be critical to whether the Ramah thinks you would say, you would make Hanukkah candles, light Hanukkah candles at home before Havdalah. But given that, at least in Eretz Yisrael, for example, and in, perhaps in a minority of places, in Chuzl as well, but certainly in Eretz Yisrael where we don't make Havdalah and Shul, so then one could argue, as the HaShulchan does, uh, that really it shouldn't be uh, so a uh, dealer's choice, that you can do whichever one you want, that it may be particularly uh, correct to do Havdalah first at home. So w- whether you like that deal or not, or whether you follow the or not, uh, if one wants, if one has the minhog of lighting Hanukkah candles before Havdalah at home, one has the po- the, not only the Ramah, but the many poskim that the Bir Halacha quotes uh, to rely on, but it's definitely debatable. Many poskim, going back to the Taz, reject the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, and uh, certainly uh, nowadays, if you're living in a place like Eretz Yisrael, where they don't make Havdalah and Shul, uh, one could certainly argue that it makes more sense to follow the rule of Tadir, uh, and maybe other reasons, and light, um, make Abdullah first, and only then light Hanukkah candles. Uh, one final issue, which is very uh, fascinating, and at uh, least I, I certainly get Shilas like this on a regular basis, is what happens when people go away for Shabbos. So we're not at all discussing how guests who are sleeping over what they do uh, for candles on Friday night. This is a very, very big discussion. Whether you give it part of the money to the host, your achsanai, your yotze through your host, do you light on your own? A big, big lomdus. But certainly the prevalent custom nowadays is that people light uh, on their own as kind of a mahadrin min a mahadrin. Um, let's say you have a married couple going to someone's house for Shabbos, could be a younger couple, or any children going to parents or relatives for Shabbos. So it's certainly a prevalent custom. Uh, that uh, that's considered their bias over Shabbos and either their Yotzeh through the Bala bias or most commonly, I think, people light on their own. What about if they're going back home on Motzei Shabbos? Where and when should they light? So this is a big machlokus of contemporary poskim and people are therefore recommended to ask their local rabbi. But just so you should be aware, uh, just to mention two prominent poskim on both sides of this issue, uh, there is a very important sefer called Chovas Hadar, written by the late Dian Bloy, uh, primarily about Hechos Mezuzah, hence the title Chovas Hadar, but also discusses Hechos Hanukkah. And there in the first chapter of Hechos Hanukkah, as well as of Moshe Sternbach and the Chuas Van Hogos, so they both say that sleepover guests who are returning home on Motzei Shabbos should light when they return home. The very fact that you're going back to your original home, that's uh, that means that for that night, Motzei Shabbos Sunday, That's your home, and therefore, assuming that you're going to get back in time, it's not too late to light where you're going, a separate topic of how late is too late, but assuming that you could still light wherever you're going, then they think, you know, the fact that you slept in one place Friday night, has got nothing to do with Mote Shabbos, Mote Shabbos, you're sleeping somewhere else, and you're going back to your home, or it could be Talmudim going back to a dorm, Uh, but especially for somebody going back to their permanent home, uh, certainly they think you should light when you get back. However... But Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky in the M.S. Yaakov on Shochan Aruch, in Tuf Tafresh, Ayin Zayin, as well as Shlomo Zalman Orbach in some of the sfarim uh, that contain uh, his psokim posthumously, such as, one example, a sefer Shalmei Moed, that was put out, put out by his family members after he passed away, on page 239. So there, in other sfarim, they quote that Shlomo Zalman, and this is as well as what Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky held, that since... Uh, you were already part of that house on Friday night, then on Motzei Shabbos as well, even though you're going to be leaving, you still light at the same house you stayed at over Shabbos because lighting on Motzei Shabbos is a hemshech of your bias from Mo- on Shabbos. So since you're still in that house and it was, you were already koveh, that was your bias Friday night, at the time of lighting on Motzei Shabbos, there's still a continuity, a continuation, a hemshech from that, and therefore even though you're going to be leaving you should and going back to your house and, or some other place and sleeping somewhere else that night, but if you're at your host's house at the time of candle lighting, that's where you were. That's where you were Friday night. That's also where you should light on motse Shabbos. Uh, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky uh, seems to feel, I think, a little bit more. If you can be medayik in the language, there seems like it's. More pretty necessary that you shouldn't just like light and leave, but you should wait somewhere from a 30 minutes to even an hour, even eat some a lava malka, I guess, to strengthen the idea that that's still your bias, uh, even though you won't be sleeping there. Again, if you just visit a place, you go to a Hanukkah party at your parents or something like that, you live in one house, they live in another place, you go to a Hanukkah party at a friend's house. So that is a common uh, toast, that is just simply a minok toast that is unfortunately very often people think that they should light at the Hanukkah party somewhere else, even though they're just there for a few hours to eat. That's for sure not true. But, says Shlomo Zalman, says, since you really were truly that this guest place is your house Friday night, you lived there Friday night, you were Yotsi there Friday night, so... Even though you're not going to be sleeping there, uh, Mose Shabbos, but by eating, staying a little bit longer, having a little lava malka, uh, that creates that hemshech and it still has the status of your house. If you read the Loshon, again, it's all secondhand, but if you read the Loshon, that they quote in Shalmei Moed or Shlomo Zalman, so he doesn't seem to be, feel it's as urgent or as necessary as Rav Yaakov that you stay longer or have Moava Malka, uh, but even he, I think, uh, felt that that was at least at least preferable if you could do that, not run out right away. At least stay the half an hour of the minimum candle lighting, maybe a little bit of a Moava Malka, that would be Mechazeket. But the basic idea in Lambdas that both Rav Yaakov and Shlomo Zalman felt is that since you were ready Koveya Bayis there Friday night, The lighting on Motzah Shabbos, even though you're not going to be sleeping there, is a hemshech, and therefore that's actually the better place for you to light, and they both mention explicitly that if you do that, you do not need to light wherever you're going back, again, to your permanent house, if you're a student to your dorm or anything like that. Lighting at your host's house where you were Friday night, and where you were at the time of candle lighting Motzah Shabbos, they think that would be sufficient because that's a hemshech of your bias. So this is a major machlokas with you know practical ramifications for many people every single Hanukkah, every single year. Um, and Rav Sternbach on the one hand, Rav Shlomo and Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky on the other hand, people are definitely advised on a Shiloh like this to ask their local and regular posek and rabbi. Have a good Shabbos, everyone, and a wonderful Freylich and Chanukah, Sameach.